This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. By understanding your cosmic DNA, nine core strengths, and cosmic committee, you'll come to trust that there is a divine orchestration that guides you. Dr. Jennifer Freed introduces you to psychological astrology as a way to dive deep into understanding yourself and others in a profound and life-changing way. If you think of yourself as simply a Virgo or a Pisces or a Capricorn, be prepared to expand your self-knowledge manyfold. The knowledge in this book will give you a far more complete picture of your psychological and emotional blueprint. By understanding your cosmic DNA, nine core strengths, and cosmic committee, you'll come to trust that there is a divine orchestration that guides you, that you have a purpose in the world, and that both your light and your shadows are welcome participants in your psychological and relational lives. Your Planets Wisely is an innovative resource to help you know yourself better, have better relationships, and enjoy greater happiness and fulfillment in your community. Valeria Tejas interviews Dr. Jennifer Freed, the author of Use Your Planets Wisely, Master Your Ultimate Cosmic Potential with Psychological Astrology. Dr. Jennifer Freed, PhD, is an internationally recognized psychological astrologer and the best-selling author of Use Your Planets Wisely, Master Your Ultimate Cosmic Potential with Psychological Astrology. She has spent over 30 years consulting worldwide clients and businesses on social and emotional learning and other psychological, spiritual, and educational topics. She is also the co-founder of the Santa Barbara nonprofit AHA, which is dedicated to helping teens, families, and educators feel safe, seen, and celebrated. Meet Dr. Jennifer at jenniferfreed.com. Here is the interview with Dr. Jennifer Freed. In your own words, who is Dr. Jennifer Freed? I'm a kick-ass, bold, spiritual, joyful, authentic, transparent, flawed learner and healer and creator. What is to be a human being from your perspective? Well, from my perspective, a human being is to be in the mess of a perpetual discovery of trying to reconcile our divine nature with our mortal nature. I hear 
many words, divine, source, light, God. What is the divine to you, Jennifer? The divine to me is a permeating energy that is gorgeous, undefinable, and is a guiding inspiration to the best of what the world and the worlds can be. So I guess my next warm-up question is about astrology. You work with psychological astrology, which I never heard before. I'll be asking you more questions about it more specifically. But for now, what is the connection between astrology and spirituality? Well, I think astrology is essentially a spiritual journey because it's the exploration of your cosmic DNA and who you are in your potential as a light bearer within a human body. How does it connect to spirituality as we understand the practice of the divine, of being that light? Well, I think the astrology chart is a roadmap of all of the different archetypes and energies that you have um, to work with this lifetime. And as a lifetime practice, to be humble and in service of those energies at their highest good is ostensibly a spiritual journey, a spiritual practice. How do you define the divine itself? Is it also an energy? It's all energy? Or do you kind of distinguish energy from vibration, from resonance? I like all those words, and I think it's also very much in the flesh and in the embodiment of. So the divine isn't separate from our carnal existence. It's in everything. So you can call it vibration, resonance, energy, attunement, um, revelation, all those things. I say it's everything. Another question I have is about 2020. What insights have you gained from the events in 2020? Well, I think that I'm still processing and metabolizing because I can be kind of wise in the moment and then completely knocked on my ass in the next moment around all the trauma and the loss. So I don't have any big takeaways yet. I'm processing. What do you call what you do, Jennifer? Well, it's a combination of, I have my PhD in psychology and I was trained as a therapist and practiced as a psychotherapist for over 30 years. And all that same time, I was practicing and getting certified in international astrology. And they make a perfect pair because my psychology training has allowed me to understand and communicate with people at a very deep and profound, intimate level. And the astrology has provided me a map and a way to talk about complexes, patterns, and opportunities. So it's a yes and type thing. Yes, let's look at what your potentials and difficulties are. And here's some tools to help you cope or strategize working with those things. Yeah, I love that integration. What was the inspiration of that integration, psychology and astrology? The inspiration was simply that I was drawn to both at an early age and I just kept following both paths. So the fact that it's become, you know, my identity or my field is just because I kept following what I was compelled to follow as a calling. 
and now it's become something. But honestly, most everything in my life, I've just followed one foot after another through my inspiration. Yeah. And it's always amazing to me what gets created. What do you think is the purpose of the human experience? Simply to learn and love, learn and love, that's it. And I often ask the question, what love is? How do we manifest love here in this realm? Well, this is a question I'm deeply interested in. Uh, in I'm in a relationship with my partner now, 25 years, and I have deep friendships. And I think that really love is an action. It's not, uh, it's beyond a feeling. So it's how we act toward one, one another that defines what love is, not it in itself. It's just a concept. Talk to me for a moment, um, exploring this idea of love. And I often ask the question about self-love too. Do you believe in unconditional self-love? Yes, I do believe in it. It doesn't mean I've ever experienced it <laughs> for a second at a time. But I think it's the, it's the most worthy goal uh, is to find yourself beloved. And that is something I'm really chasing as best I can. But, you know, since we are everything, it's a big task to love ourselves. I often wonder what would that look like to love oneself unconditionally? Well, for me, when I feel it, I have moments of it. It's just profound relaxation and enjoyment. That's all it is. What are some of the greatest misconceptions about astrology? Well, I think just like anything, sometimes it's used in a highly superficial stereotyping way and yeah. people try to reduce it into predicting the future or typecasting people, uh, you know, using it more as a parlor game than as a serious sacred journey. Yeah. And that's what it is. A serious, a sacred journey. I guess I would leave the serious out because I love the idea of playfulness <laughs> that relates to light itself. And um, let me see, I do have one more question for you. What is to be free? I, I think it's the exact same feeling as the self-love, which is freedom is an inner state of peace and tranquility and relaxation and joy. So you wrote the book, Use Your Planets Wisely, Master your ultimate cosmic potential with psychological astrology. How did you become a writer? And what was the inspiration and intention of writing this book? Well, this is my 10th or 11th book. I've been writing my whole life. So I think I just love writing and writing loves me. So that works out. Yeah. This particular book on astrology, it's my first on astrology, uh, was conceived because one of my students said, you've got to write a book and she is helpful in editing. So I said, if you'll help me, I'll do it. And it was just the right timing. And we had a great time creating it. And that's what motivated me is that I've been teaching for a long time. And as my student, she said, I really need you to write a book the way you think and the way you teach. It's so different than others. So that's why this particular book. And you say in your book, this is what I read from Amazon pages you have available there, transform your life and grow into your highest potential using psychological astrology. How do we do that, Jennifer? Talk to me about how do we use the book? 
I know it has many sections. Um, yes, I wouldn't even know how to begin that journey, but talk to me about it. Valeria, you would take your sun sign. So what is your sun sign? Good question. That's another thing I didn't know. So you call it sun signs when... Your birthday. Your yeah, birthday. that's interesting. January 22nd, 77. So you're an Aquarius sun sign. And my book would then take you through each planet in your chart and talk about how that planet energy vibration can be used wisely. Now, sun in Aquarius, I call it three different levels of actualization. There's the primitive, which is when you're in your reptilian fear brain and acting out. There's the adaptive, when you're really functioning well. And then there's the evolving, when you've transcended your ego and incorporated it into a service on behalf of humanity and even the earth. So we take like the sun in Aquarius. I also am sun in Aquarius. So hear what I'm saying with absolute curiosity instead of defensiveness. Yeah. So primitive Aquarius, sun sign is I know better. I'm smarter than you. You don't have a clue. Very cold, austere, and arrogant. That's primitive. Um, adaptive sun in Aquarius is absolutely committed to humanity and kinship with all things and friend to all things that's adaptive when you get to evolving the aquarian sun person only asks the question how may my love serve and bows to the greater good whatever it requires so there's three levels and if you work with the book and it's got exercises etc you learn to just see that on any given day, you're cycling through these three different levels of expression of that particular planet. And using the book, you can st stop and take a breath and say, you know, where am I being cold, aloof, or arrogant? And how do I change that into being a friend and humble and akin to everyone? And even in a moment, how could I just give myself away and ask how may my love serve humanity and indeed the world? Mm -hmm. So the book just shows you a pathway to move from these different states of consciousness and activity. And the whole book is your whole chart. So there's the sun and moon and Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Chiron, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. And if you use the book over years, it's a great way to just keep putting your attention on how you want to be in the world and with yourself. I have a question for you about choosing to be here in a human body. Do you think we chose to be here? or As best we know. You know, I think this is such a great mystery. It's like, as best we know, I think we chose. I think that's a good story. I like to think that. I don't know. I'm you know, I don't have any evidence. Why do you say it's a good story in the sense of belief systems and um, false yeah. ideas? A, a, a good teacher of mine, Lionel Thor uh, Corbett, said to me once, all theories are our de defense against the unknown. Yeah. So I think of everything humans come up with is as, is as a story. And so is the story helpful? Is it pointing you toward more joy in your life? Then it's a good one. And so the idea that I chose this life makes me happy, so I'll go with that. How do we know when we are moving toward that more developed and evolved self? 
Yeah, I, I think it keeps, for me, it keeps coming back to being relaxed, open, and present. Relaxed, open, mm -hmm. and present. When I don't have an agenda, when I'm just relaxed, open, and present, that is, you know, that's the place I want to be. And yeah. when I'm there, I feel connected to everything. I feel loved. Mm -hmm. So open, relaxed, present. Yeah, what a beautiful words. And that makes me think about trust. That means we are trusting the mystery, <laughs> something that we know, but we don't know at the same time. Isn't it? Yes, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, we know that we end in death and we have to believe, at least in, again, a good story, that that's not a problem either, yeah. that it's all just perfectly done, <laughs> Yeah. that we can enjoy finding out what happens as we turn each page. And I think that's a far better way to live than thinking you know what's going to happen. Mm, yes, so true. And that um, it goes back to that idea of fear, of living based on fear and not love, which is a dance, is a wonderful dance. In my, from my perspective, it's just um, amazing, that movement, <laughs> just moving from one out of balance to balance, knowing how to go back to balance. That to me is uh, precious, <laughs> getting to know how to do that. And that might be what we call wisdom. Yeah. I, I and, and when you said that, I pictured you actually dancing, and it was a great image of you dancing on one foot to fear, and then moving into joy, and then finding the swirl. Anyway, it was a great <laughs> image to see you doing that, Valeria. Yeah. Oh, I love dancing in a, in a physical way too, in every way actually. It's just fascinating how we we become open, as you said, you use that word to whatever life brings to us, and we just move with it without fear, even if it is a negative thing. <laughs> there's, the, there's no way in this trust, it's still present, so we are not afraid. Um, as you did with the Aquarius, uh, you call it sun signs, yeah, I never, I didn't know them. So can you do the same thing for the audience, somebody who might be listening? Is there such a thing as uh, more Aquarians? In, in a human body at this time, then let's say, no, right, and then Virgo. Cute <laughs> and hysterical, but no. Just because you and I are Aquarians, ha ha, yes. The world should be more Aquarius. Right <laughs> now what's happening though, is that we have Mercury, Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, and the sun all in Aquarius. That's not that regular. So in the sky right now, there's a lot of planets in Aquarius. So it gives us this radical opportunity to be much more clear and objective and bigger view, kind of more of a embracing and encompassing view of life itself. So that's, that's a wonderful thing for people and for Aquarians. Astrology, I remember listening to it and just from the reading, I think, magazines, newspapers, when I was a teenager. And yeah, and I had the tendency, like we all do it, I would say, to believe in these things. Like in my case, I always believed anything that's subjective, anything that has to do with the unknown. It was uh, of interest. But I wonder why so many of us are skeptical and don't believe in these things, astrology, even in the spiritual self? Well, I think 
that many people are very frightened of something they don't understand. Right. And if you want to imagine that the ego controls life and that's where you're coming from, like it's rational and it's logical, predictable, reliable, then anything that's mysterious is very threatening. Yeah. And so I think certain people need the comfort of their uh, limited beliefs in order to feel more contained. You know, it's a scary thing to think there's things at work that you have no control over. We're almost at the end. I do have those ending questions. I might have four or five questions for you. But before that, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book, Jennifer? Oh, no, I'm enjoying this conversation. I like speaking to you as a fellow Aquarian, and I just enjoy getting to know more people that are in the world seeking authenticity and joy. Mm. So your show is a perfect fit. Success. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? For me, it's the freedom to be close with the people I love and to create in my own time frame and in my own terms. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today? Oh, that I can be such a selfish asshole. I mean, that's been the hardest thing for me to face in myself is the shadow parts of myself. And, um, you know, I've obviously, like you, done a lot of work on myself, but to just see the, the, uh, the unlimited possibilities for me to be a jerk is very painful. Yeah, and I guess we all can relate. Maybe not all of us. At, no, at this not time. everyone. I'm yeah. especially a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, um, I, I, you know, I'm a very fiery personality, so yeah. I don't make my mistakes small. So this it goes back to that what we talked about briefly about unconditional self-love and going back to this integration of accepting all life and not just parts of life. And I admire you for recognizing that those two sides. And are you? still trying to love or accept oh, those yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning to love my selfish jerkness and <laughs> I think it's it's just such a great workout to mm. stop projecting on other people and own my own stuff and really you know go to bed with it and see how much love I can bring to myself I mm. and and most importantly not excuse my behavior if you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Well, that's a big question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I might make one communication to somebody that I haven't made just yet. But I have to tell you, I am at a place in my life where I'm doing everything I want to do. It's a pretty amazing place to be. So that's it for me. And my last question is, what are three things about life that you know for sure as of this moment? I know for sure that laughing is the absolute best thing next to orgasms that happens <laughs> in our bodies. <laughs> True. I think they're kind of right up there the same. And then I know for sure that um, having someone to deeply love and love you is the greatest gift in life. 
And I know for sure that eating great food with somebody you love that's prepared out of love is an ecstatic experience. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yes. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for your authenticity, for your wisdom, for your presence. Thank you for your work. Thank you. Thank you. And good for you to be doing such a good thing. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Everything you want to find out about me is on jenniferfreed, F-R-E-E-D, dot com. I'll have that link posted on your podcast profile, too. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Okay, Valeria. Buenos dias. <laughs> Boa tarde. Bye for now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Jennifer Freed and her work, please visit jenniferfreed.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.